I mean, this is why we call him the elusive Gordon Peters, right? I mean, <laughs> this is why. This happens every time. I've been trying, you know, I look back at the the episode that uh, Caleb and I did with him way back in the, the beginning of this thing. Um, damn thing was 11 months ago. And probably for at least nine months, we've been trying to get him back in for a, for a, a part two episode or a what what else would you call it? It's just part two, right? It could be a return episode, could be a continuation episode. I don't know, but we've been trying to get him back in here. Had him scheduled multiple times um, since I've gone solo, and it just it never happens. I don't know why. I know why a few times. A few times we've just been too intoxicated to, to do a show, and we've done a couple shows to be honest, and. I couldn't do a thing with him. I mean, we did one show. Probably, I didn't even let him know I was recording it. And I was going to let him know afterwards and make sure he was okay with me releasing it. But uh, we did, and I think I've mentioned this probably before, but I think we did at one point, I think I did an hour and 45 minutes worth of audio. And I said, you know what? There's got to be something salvageable. There's got to be something I can put together. I can splice something together and, and produce a show out of this thing. An hour and 45 minutes, guys, I went through and scrubbed every bit of that audio and I was going to piece together, you know, a minute here, 30 seconds here, five minute section here and put together like 30 minutes out of that or maybe 15 or whatever. I got zero. Zero. It was either inaudible, ineligible, ineligible. That's not the word. (laughs) I don't even know what the words are tonight. I have no clue what I'm talking about. But anyway, it was, there was nothing that I could salvage from that audio at all. And I tried. I really tried. I had some times written down, and I couldn't even put together five minutes. I mean, five minutes would have been okay if I could have got that done, but I couldn't. So anyway, Gordon is not here. The chair is empty. Um, I messaged him. It's 8.47 Monday evening at the moment. Uh, we did our paddle today. Got off the river at about four, so we have plenty of time to get ready. Uh, I messaged him at eight uh, eleven, which is what thirty something minutes ago. Hadn't even been read yet if he was uh, still coming over to do the show. So I should have grabbed him immediately after we came off the river and said, "Just come over now. We're doing it." Uh, but I had some dinner plans that I wanted to get to. Um, so I told him, you know, let me go to dinner and let's let's do this thing afterwards. So I went to dinner. I went to the Ice House. Uh, listened to Joshua Jarman out there again. It's a Monday night. He plays every Monday from 6 to 9 there at the Ice House. So get out and make sure you see him and give that dude some love. So I had some dinner. Uh, I had stuffed flounder, uh, crab stuffed flounder. It was a special for tonight, one of the specials for tonight. And that was paired with some uh, roasted potatoes, which I did not get. And the bro- uh, the uh, vegetable of the day was broccoli, so I doubled up on the broccoli. It's pretty good. Could have a little more flavor to it. It was a little bland, I thought. But it was good. Um, and then uh, the girl I was with, I'm not going to mention any names. Doesn't matter. But she uh she got the special as well it was a smoked uh, chicken breast with some barbecue and it came with some grits some gouda uh, grits and some collard greens so i haven't tasted that actually brought those home as a leftover so 
I'll try those out um, maybe later on. Who knows? Who knows? Did I say Gordon Wood here? This is a this is he and I. Um, or this is he and me. He and me. God. He and me. This is me. Him and me. This is him and me on the Edisto. Cause that's him and that's me. So that's him and me on the Edisto. We uh, we beached out at one point and got something to eat. And uh, just kind of took a break out in the water a little bit. Still a little frigid, guys. I'm not going to be, not going to lie to you. Not frigid enough where you don't want to jump in. It didn't take your breath away. But it was, it was close. It was on the edge of just warm enough and maybe still a little bit too chilly. But we got in, took a little dip, had a great time. The <clears throat> original mileage that we were thinking, I was thinking it was a 10-mile paddle based on... Um, what I saw online on and what I use here is the let's pull it up. It's called the uh, edistofriends.org. So you can go there and it gives you all kind of information about the Edisto River. It'll give you uh, landings. It'll give you river miles. Um, it'll give you. It'll break down everything. Let's just go into this. It'll break down everything from uh, access sites by county. So you can go to Aiken County, which is the South Fork. Uh, Bamberg, the South Fork as well. You can go to Bamberg. Uh, the main stem, you got Charleston County, the main stem. Uh, Colleton County, the main stem. Where the hell is the North Fork? Uh, North Fork right there. I must have skipped by. Anyway, it tells you all, you know, the North Fork and the South Fork and then the confluence and then the main stem that goes down to the ocean. It'll give you all the landing sites and tell you, uh, tell you where they are, uh, where you can put in, where you can take out. So today, <clears throat> we put in on the main stem, let's go down here, uh, we put in a zigzag landing, which is river mile 114, and we were taking out at 105, so somehow I did done the math wrong, or just forgotten what my math was, and I thought we were doing a 10 mile trip. Gordon tells me, no, it's 11 miles. We get on the river and we put in a zigzag. We pull out at Highway 21 at the at the bridge there, at a private landing. Ended up being 7.4 miles on the Strava app that we were using. And if I look at the mileage here, that's River Mile 114. Uh, we took out at River Mile 105, so that's really nine miles. So who the hell knows? But the uh, the GPS shows 7.4 miles. So it was a short paddle today. We were expecting to be out there. Um, a little over five hours, probably, you know, at the at the eleven miles that we were uh, uh, that we were thinking we were going to do. So yeah, it was a short day. So we got done about four. What the hell was I even saying? Where was I going with this whole story? No, it was just a mile. So seven point four. We pulled out four o'clock. Um, uh, which, like I said, I should have pulled him over here and just done the podcast immediately afterwards, and then. Try to hit a, a later dinner, maybe, but whatever. We'll get Gordon in here. Um, I'm on day 12 today. Let's make sure that's right. Is that correct? Hold on one second, guys. We're talking about uh, being dry here. So, you know, normally Gordon and I go out and we get a we get a little we get our drink on a little bit, but decided uh, not to today. So let's see, seven fourteen. Yeah, today's day 12 for me. And today marks day two for Gordon Peters. So he's jumping on board with me and uh, decided to go dry as well. So normally we'll go out there and have at least a six-pack of beer, maybe a couple of specialty bottles, 
uh, specialty cans, even a growler, a crowler, whatever. Uh, we didn't take anything out there today alcohol-wise. We did take some tea. We're both uh, big tea drinkers. So I had a mixture of some oolong, green tea, and matcha that I made up last night. Took uh, 72 ounces of that out with me today. And Gordon had a jade tea that he had made and brought with him. So we had some, some fantastic tea out there on the river. Of course, water, you know, to hydrate. Brought some snacks. I uh, had the sausage, uh, some sausage balls that I made the other night, some keto sausage balls. Uh, bought a little Ziploc bag of those out there. Some Dukes, uh, smoked sausages, uh, links, and some cheese sticks, some mo- mozzarella and uh, cheddar um, marbled cheese sticks that I brought. Gordon had some dried figs, some walnuts, some almonds. And a little bit of a trail mix, a couple trail mix bars that he had squared up and, and cut into squares and put in a baggie as well. So we had some good food out there, had some good um, some good hydration, some good drinks. And the temperature couldn't have been more perfect. I mean, we're mid-80s, um, a little sporadic cloud cover, uh, sunshine was out, little light wind going on. And, uh, you know, this is getting lower into the, to that main stem, uh, working our way down to the ocean, to, to Edisto Beach. And at the end of this, with that 7.4, it looks like we got about 106 miles to go before we reach the, the ocean. And that's our plan is to do, you know, the entire Edisto River, North Fork, South Fork, main stem, all the way down to the ocean. So I think what we decided today is... We're going to get a different boat to go the rest of the way down to the ocean. We'll continue to use the kayaks we have now on the on the upper uh, south and north fork and finish those up. But for the rest of the way down the main stem, I think we're going to go out and get the uh, sit-on-top kayaks that uh, are self-bailing or they self-draining. So that way, if we do take on some water, once we get into some of the rough waters uh, getting closer to the ocean and the salt water, we're not going to sink our boats because we don't want to take on that water in the kayaks we have now. So the sit-on-top self-bailing is, I think, what we're going to get for the rest of the way down, that uh, 106 miles we got left. And we're talking about maybe even doing a, a two-day trip or three-day trip where we uh, where we go down and camp out a couple nights to finish up the rest of that trip. So we'll see how it goes. That would be uh, – we still have to hit a portion of it, uh, a couple portions before then, uh, but if we can get out there and do three days in a row of, of maybe a 20-mile days, because we got these long days now that we're into the summer again, spring and summer, uh, we could do a 20-mile camp out, a 20-mile camp out, and then finish up with a 20-mile and hit the beach would be uh, fantastic. So that's what's going on with the kayaking. Uh, nothing real eventful out there today. We didn't see any major wildlife or anything. Uh, there was a small little portion that was almost kind of like a a class one rapid of sorts, maybe. So that was kind of fun to kind of roll through there. I don't know. That's about it, really. Um, if Gordon was here, <clears throat> of course, we'd have a lot more to talk about, and he'd have a, a lot to talk about about the flora and fauna that we saw out there. But he's not here. He's elusive. I should have held on to him when I had him. He's kind of like a leprechaun. If you let him go, he's going to disappear. Uh, so I should, have, I should have held on to him when I had him and gotten him in here with his lucky charms. But... Oh, well. Um, so I, I apologize. I know I told everybody he was going to be here today, but uh didn't work, man. I don't know what to tell you. Don't know what to tell you.
I didn't really have, you know, the whole show was going to be about uh, Gordon and I out on the river and just uh, the not drinking thing. We were going to talk about that. I was going to ask him what he knew about possums. And speaking of possums, I've got a little update. I've had um, another one in the house uh, since the last time I talked to you guys. Very cute little guy. Found him. I was sitting in my recliner, and then we have a little uh, end table in between the two recliners, and then Tommy, my roommate, sits on the other side. He was at work. I'm sitting in the recliner relaxing after uh, after a day. Um, what did I do that day? That was not yesterday. It was the day before. I don't know. I did something, and I, was just, I just wanted to take a break and relax. I was tired. I just wanted to sit down in my recliner, pick my feet up, watch a little TV, so I was watching something, <clears throat> I think I might have been eating something as well, and out the corner of my eye, in between the two recliners, I see something kind of moving. So uh, sometimes Leo will get back there and, and tool around a little bit, but saw something in out the corner of my eye, looked down, it's a damn possum. Same thing, you know, it's about as big as that cup that I, that I showed you last time. Um, you know, maybe as big as my iPhone, my iPhone's a six inch uh, screen here. Maybe a little bit longer than that, but, um, you know, similar size. Little baby possum sitting there. So I look over, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on over here? It's a possum. I reach down to try and touch the dude. He scurries, runs underneath the recliner, the next, uh, the, uh, my roommate's recliner over there. So I'm like, okay, all right, we got you. You're underneath the recliner. I can get you out of there. So I grab my phone, turn on my, uh, my light, my spotlight. I get up on my hands and knees. I'm looking up underneath the recliner. I see nothing. I go around to the other side of it, shine the light underneath there. I see nothing. I go around to the back of it. I shine the light through the back. Nothing. I'm like, I know I did not just hallucinate and see something. I know it was hot and I was probably working in the yard that day. I think that's what it was. Uh, so I could have been hallucinating. I couldn't find it. So I open up the flap on the back. Uh, there's a little flap on the back of the uh, recliner. I open up the flap. I look in there, not hiding underneath the flap. I Velcro that back up together. Then I said, okay, well, let's uh, hit the power and let's uh, raise the uh, the foot up of the recliner. Let's see if we can see anything under there. I shine the light. Nothing. This guy has vanished. He's disappeared. So I decide to tip the recliner over <clears throat> on its front so I can see the base of the recliner. I tip it up. Bam. This little, <laughs> this little guy is scurrying. Up the uh, in between, like the wood, you know, bracing or stuff underneath the underneath the recliner, he's kind of scurrying up. So I reach in to try and grab him. He scurries out the recliner, goes across the floor. Leia is just clueless. She has no clue that there's even a possum in the house. She doesn't even know what I'm doing. It scurries over and goes underneath the TV stand. Well, the TV stand has a little spacing underneath it, about so about yay big, a couple inches high. Spans the, the entire bottom of the, uh, the TV stand. And there's another plank of wood halfway back. So it, ha it gets trapped in there. Has to. Again, I get down on my knees. <laughs> I shine the light to see if I can see him up underneath there. The dude is gone. I open up the drawers very slowly and I kind of stand back a little bit. I pull the drawer open. Now Leia's getting involved. Leia's sniffing and looking around. I'm looking. I said, he must have crawled up, somehow crawled up underneath into the drawer. So I open the drawer, nothing. I open the second drawer, nothing. The damn thing has vanished once again. So if anything that I've learned in the past uh, couple of days is possums can vanish. They like, 
I don't know. I think they can time travel. I think they can move from one place to the other without you seeing them. I think. AC just cut on. I hate it. So I don't know. So I get out. I got a bow staff that I keep in the corner and I do some martial arts training and stuff when I'm bored. I pull this bow staff out. I take it and I rake it up underneath the, the TV stand. I'm like, come on. He's got to be underneath there. Let me rake him. Let me push him out and get him out into the open so I can grab him and take him outside. Nothing. Nothing comes out. So then I look behind the TV. Behind the TV stand in the corner there is like backed up to a window. There's a space behind it. I got a subwoofer back there and some other things. I got an old subwoofer that's not even hooked up anymore back there. Probably need to get it out. I look back there. No possum. This guy, oh, he's a, magi- he's a magician. Not a musician. He might be. He might play something. Gazoo. Who knows? can probably whistle. He's got 50 teeth in his mouth. Probably could do something with a whistle. Anyway, I look back there. There's no possum. Only thing I can figure, this guy is underneath. And I mean, there's like a tiny space. This guy is underneath the subwoofer. So I inch myself back there. I, I step over and around some wiring and stuff that's back there. I put my hand on the front of the, the subwoofer. I tilt it up on its side. There's the possum. Sitting there, staring at me, he starts to kind of uh, glare his gums up a little bit, show me his teeth. He's, you know, he's scared, uh, but he's trying to be fierce and stand up to me. So I start moving towards him. He scurries out. As soon as he scurries out, lays on top of it. Shoots over to the wall, tries to pin him up against the wall. He does a 180, turns back around, comes back up behind the TV. So now Leia's on one side of the TV, I'm on the other side. We got him trapped. All we have to do is just push him out. Push him out. <clears throat> he decides to scurry and, and just make a run for it. He makes a run all the way to the corner of the wall. Leia pins him in the corner. Picks him up. Carries him out into the middle of the carpet. Leia, all right, you got him. Let's take him outside. So I run over to the to the uh, glass door, to the uh, screen door. I open the screen door. I'm like, Leia, take him outside. Get him out there. Go. Leia's just looking at me, <laughs> the possum's in her mouth. She's just looking at me like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm not moving. Leia, get him outside. Come on, take him outside. Leia drops him on the ground. I run over there, try to pick him up. I'm like, why is this possum not playing dead yet? These things are supposed to play dead. I should be able to just go over and pick him up, take him outside. He's comatose. No, this guy didn't want to play dead. I go over to pick him up. Boom, he's back up on his feet. Scurries across the room, and he scurries into the kitchen, goes around the side of the refrigerator, uh, down the side of it, around, back behind the refrigerator. I'm sweating now at this point. I am physically sweating. I had just taken a shower. I was relaxing. I was having a good time in the recliner, watching a show on Netflix. Now I'm sweating. Now I'm all, uh, I'm all, uh, I'm all, I'm in it. I'm on a quest to get this possum out of the house. And it's like a game of Survivor or something. I don't know. Okay. I pull the refrigerator out. I look back behind there. Guess what? (laughs) There's no possum behind the refrigerator. I push the refrigerator back in. I pull it back out. I turn it to the side a little bit. I turn it to the other side. I look back behind it. No freaking possum. Well, now it's time for me to go to work. I push the refrigerator back in. I tell Leia... Keep an eye on the refrigerator. If he comes out, take him outside. <sighs> I go to work. 
The whole time I'm at work, I'm thinking, man, did I roll over the, the possum? Was it underneath the refrigerator? When I pulled it out, I rolled over him, and now he's dead underneath the refrigerator. Am I going to have to now tip the refrigerator over and try and get a dead possum out when I get home? All these thoughts are going through my head. I finish up at work. I get home. The first thing I do, as soon as I walk in the door, I turn on my camera light. I walk over, and I look behind the TV. There's a possum staring at me from behind the TV. There's nowhere for him to hide now because I've got the subwoofer turned up. He can't get underneath it. It's just uh, open space back there. He's back there. Same thing. Leia's on one side of the TV. I'm on the other. i got to push him out, try and let Leia get a hold of him. He works. Push him out. Leia grabs him, drops him on the carpet. As always, never takes him outside. He's still laying there. He's not dead, or he's not playing dead. Or, and he's not dead. I pick the dude up by the tail. I grab him by the tail. Pick him up. Hang him upside down. I walk him outside. Walk him all the way to the back fence. And gently drop him over the back fence. That's it. Haven't seen a possum since. That was a couple days ago. I come home from kayaking today. I go outside to see what Leia's doing before I go to the ice house to get my dinner. Leia's having a good time. She's out in the grass. She's rolling around on her back. She's just uh, enjoying the, the nice cool grass on her back. Oh, great. Leia's having a great time. All right, Leia, I'll see you. Going to dinner. She stands up. There's a possum, a baby possum, about half the size of this phone. Maybe about the size of this uh, controller here, this microphone maybe. Yeah, that's probably a better size. The size of this microphone right here. She's rolling over the top of this damn possum. She stands up. She looks at me. The possum starts moving around. She picks it up, tosses it in the air, tosses it over here, tosses it over there, just playing around with it. I don't have time to mess with it. I got to go to uh, to, eat, to meet someone for dinner. So that's what I do. I come home. There's no possum in the house. There's no possum in the yard. I don't know what happened to that possum, but it is gone. Whew. Goodness. That's the possum story. That's what's going on. So anyway, what was I saying before I started that whole story was I was going to have Gordon over here. We we're going to talk about the river. We we're going to, I was going to ask him what he knew about possums and he was going to give me all kind of knowledge about possums that I didn't even know because Gordon is a plethora of knowledge on all things, but specifically animals, flora and fauna, as I said. So I didn't get to do that. Um, the moral to that story was, or the what I was trying to get to is I don't have any notes. I don't have anything I was going to talk about because it was going to be about the river. And it was going to be about what does he know about possums. Also, it was going to be, I don't know if you can see on the camera, probably not. Um, maybe. I don't know. Can you see? I got involved in a, in a battle with some Virginia creeper out in my backyard. Um, I looked it up. Before getting involved with it, uh, I got a new app on my phone. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's a new app. Do I have it in my utilities? It's called Plant Snap. So I guess it's like Snapchat, but it's called Plant Snap. You can take a picture of a plant, you know, the leaves, whatever. Whatever. You take a picture, however you want to take a picture of it. But mainly the leaves. That's what kind of determines what, a, what kind of plant or a tree it is. You take a picture and it'll tell you. Uh, not with 100% certainty. It'll say, well, we think it's this, but it could also be this, this, or this. 
So it'll give you two, three, four different uh, selections of what it could possibly be. The first one is what it uh, is most confident about. So that's what it gave me was a Virginia Creeper. Said that it was not poisonous. Well, uh, I beg to differ. I've got the rash over both arms. Um, I've got a couple tiny little spots on my legs. I am allergic to Virginia Creeper. Once I did more research on it, I uh, found out that uh, most people are not, that it does not affect most people, but that are there are a few people that are allergic to the oils and that particular vine. I am one of those people. So that was something else I was going to ask Gordon about, but he's not here. He is the elusive Gordon Peters. It's a very apropos name for that dude. So anyway, um, that's it. I don't have anything else, guys. So I'm sorry Gordon did not make it in. He's right there. I was with him all day. Uh, we met at 10 o'clock, and we we ended up parting ways off of the river at 4 and parted ways at about uh, 4.45, actually, in both cars. He went one way. I went another at an intersection. So I was with him for uh, four, what, five, six hours today. We should have taken the GoPro out on the river and just freaking talked on the river. I knew we should have. We thought about it. We talked about it. Uh, decided it wasn't a good idea that we couldn't get a good audio, that all we'd have is a good video. Um, next time, I'm taking the GoPro. We're going to get some footage. If it's usable, fine. If it's not, then we'll trash it. But I learned my lesson. I've got to I've got to capture this guy when I've got him. Or he, he disappears, kind of like these freaking possums. He's a magician as well, so... That is all I got, guys. Um, sorry to disappoint. I hope uh, maybe this was kind of informative or entertaining. Nonetheless, but um, upcoming shows, uh, we're going to be sitting down with the, maybe the future mayor of Somerville. It's not going to be me. I'm, I'm not going to put my hat in that race this year or this election. Uh, we'll see what happens in the future, but um, I'm just not feeling it right now. Hopefully, I can be a part of uh, uh, Fleming's cabinet yes that's who i'm talking about fleming moore hopefully he'll have a role for me in some aspect some capacity i guess would be a better word but uh he's going to be coming on not this wednesday coming up but next wednesday uh, i'm going to be getting him uh, we're going to sit, sit down actually in studio 117 there at homegrown brew house 117 south main street we're going to sit down in the back we're going to talk a little bit about studio 117 of course, Homegrown Brew House. We're going to talk about some of the artists that are coming through uh, that we're going to be having uh, in the listening room there. And then he's going to officially announce his um, running for mayor of Somerville. We're going to sit down and talk a little bit about that, a little bit about politics, what his platform is, and uh, what he and I want to see happen with the Somerville area. So that's coming up uh, next week. I do have a gentleman... That owns Holy City Fitness. Uh, we're going to be getting together with that dude. Uh, hit him up earlier this week, and he has agreed to come on the show, so we're going to get him in, probably in, in Craft Conversation Studios. Uh, Paul Stone says he wants to do a third show. He's got some stuff to talk about, so we're going to get him in. And then my roommate, Tommy and uh, Scotty Oliver, we're going to get those guys. We're going to sit down with those guys again from Blue Sphere and see what they're doing, what they're up to these days since the last time we talked to them. They've got a show coming up May 18th in Studio 117, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about the show they, they did 
here recently at the Windjammer, and they just did one this past Saturday live under the Oaks out at the uh, Tattooed Moose in West Ashley. So lots of things going on, man. We're going to have uh, lots of guests coming up here shortly, and we're going to get Gordon on camera eventually as well. So lots of fun stuff going on, guys. Hope you guys continue to listen. Get out there and hit the YouTube and hit uh, you know the iTunes and all these different platforms. Please like, subscribe, share, um, hit those notifications so you can get notified when new episodes come out. And stay with me, guys. We're going to do some fun stuff. And I hope you're enjoying it thus far. This is uh, show 75. It was supposed to be the Gordon Peters episode, but now it is not. I don't know what it's going to be called. But regardless, man, we're about 30 minutes in, and I'm going to go relax now because it's been a long day out in the sun. And I will talk to you soon, guys. Talk to you soon.